have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Fanalyst.pod. Sharmam Chandran here with you, joined by Yash Doshi and Rohan Naranjan on yet another NBA podcast. The NBA season has concluded, and we have ourselves a champion in the Milwaukee Bucks for the first time since 1971. They hoist the Larry O'Brien. So happy for Giannis. Um, he did it the hard way, as we all know. What are your guys' thoughts on this? I mean, Sean, you said it best. I'm so happy for Giannis. Like, I'm a huge Warriors fan, but like my secondary guy has always been Giannis. I respect his humility. I love his, the way he plays. I love that he's so funny. At the same time, he stays humble. Like his personality, his skill on the court. Giannis is just one of those guys that I fell in love with a couple of years back. And I'm so, so happy that he finally won that ring that he really needed. And, you know, yesterday I was watching the game with Sham and I asked him a very simple question. I think it was like six minutes before the game was over and I asked him, does a win today seal Giannis's spot in the Hall of Fame? And he answered, Sham, you want to answer it? I, I looked at you dead in the eye and I think we both kind of knew. We were like, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, a simple yes. It was, I think, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, a finals MVP. He's officially a champion at the age of 26. If he retired today... First ballot Hall of Famer. I'm so happy for Giannis. And for the rest of the Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton, who Giannis has grown up with since, what, 2014 or 2013, I believe. Yep. And P.J. Tucker, who they traded for. Drew Holiday, who they traded for with all those first-round picks. The city for Milwaukee. And also, every other small market in the NBA looks at this and says, now we have a shot at winning a championship in the future. Zion may or may not leave the Pelicans to stay with them. We may have seen maybe LeBron stay with Cleveland because of what Giannis has done in Milwaukee. It really does change the future of the NBA forever. Gosh, yeah, you hit it right on the dot there. I think Giannis is already a Hall of Famer, like you guys said. His resume is just so stacked. Now an NBA champion, finals MVP, two-time MVP, defensive player of the year five-time All-NBA, five-time all, all, and All-Star, and he's also made the All-Defense team four times. So, you know, there's not much more you can ask for as a player. And like you said, like, if he w- were to, like, walk away from the game today at the young age of 26, he would already be a Hall of Famer. It's just, like, astounding to see this um, at such a young age. You know, like, people like LeBron hadn't even won their first championships at the, at the age of 26. So for Giannis to do that and, like, do it the hard way with, you know, ground up he was drafted by this team kind of like came out the mud these guys were like scrubs for so many years the team just you know was like never taken seriously for so long until i would say until i would say until uh Giannis won most improved player of the year um and people were finally being like yeah this dude's kind of legit so like i said you know so happy for Giannis. he deserves it dropped an absolute bomb of a game 50 a 50 piece you know in the most important game of his career so you know he really showed out for that um but you know just so happy for Giannis especially but Milwaukee fans as always I feel like they're a pretty diehard community haven't won since 1971 so this is pretty sweet for that town yeah and of course on another note the Bucks uh now become the fifth team in NBA history to overcome an 0-2 deficit in the NBA finals and to win it so they won four straight of course after being down 0-2 um, just absolutely no words for Giannis. Like I, I, I'm really not gonna sit on this podcast and, you know, spitball some stats to you guys, because I think we saw it, you know, we saw it firsthand. And I, 
And um, another thing that I was also telling Yash yesterday during the game was um, we, we were just hoping that the Bucks give Giannis the ball. We we're like, go for 50, go for 50. And I think once that happened, it, it really hit me. I was like, this is the biggest game of his entire life, probably the biggest day of his life. And he showed up and showed out like in the most heroic Greek feek way possible. So um, I think that another thing that was also just going through my head that I think it's worth discussing was, you know, Giannis did it the hard way. He didn't, he said he could have gone to a super team, done his role and won a ring. And we all know that is very true, very possible, but this brought about this question in me. Um, I, I, I'm a huge Kevin Durant fan. He's my favorite player. He still is, but watching Giannis win that ring yesterday, it, it made me think, is this one ring for Giannis better than any ring that Kevin Durant has won? And my short answer to that, which I have a tough time swallowing this pill, is yes. This championship for Giannis means so much more than any of the two rings that Kevin Durant has won, and it's not even close. I've seen so many of these types of like comments or posts in the last 12 hours. And I think it's a fair debate between because everyone does really hate KD for joining the Warriors. And I'm going to be honest, I have a little bit of the Warriors bias because he came to my team and won two championships for us. So I don't hate KD like the rest of the league does. But I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that a ring is a ring no matter who you are, no matter how you win it. Let's say the Suns had won this championship. 10 years down the line, the Suns were champions. It doesn't matter if they got injured or they played teams that were missing their best player. It doesn't matter. A ring is a ring. We've seen the Raptors won when the Warriors were injured. The Warriors won when the Cavs were injured. Things happen in the NBA. The landscape of the NBA changes day to day, week to week, month to month. A ring at the end of the day is the hardest thing to do in all or well, actually, in the sport, it's it's the ultimate goal. We have players like Karl Malone, Allen Iverson, some of the, Steve Nash, some of the greats of the NBA who have never even sniffed a ring. Maybe make it to the finals, conference finals appearances, but they don't have the chance to win one. What Giannis has done, it doesn't matter. And Kevin Durant, they've won that. It doesn't matter how you did it. And yes, I, I can see why you would say KD's rings are worth less. But at the end of the day, a ring is a ring, and KD doesn't care. He's a champion, a two-time champion. Yeah, I kind of hate debating about, you know, the whole KD coming to the Warriors. Like, we've done this so many times, like, in these last five years. Um, you know, was it a right move? Was it a soft move? Like, just constantly the debates go on. And I feel like it's kind of, like, worthless at the end, end all be all. Like, KD, it's not like he got carried to a championship. KD was finals MVP in two out of the three finals that he went to as a Warrior. Um, so this dude obviously is no scrub as we know like he didn't just get carried by Steph and Clay. like obviously he could have just come and like let Steph do his thing and stuff but you know he kind of took over the team as well and proved especially in 2017 he firmly should have won that finals MVP 2018 I think Steph could have gotten as well but you know Katie showed out and did his thing while on the Warriors so I feel like it's kind of unfair to him to say that you know his rings don't mean as much as Giannis while Giannis did it a different way I just hate comparing it because I feel like both players were just elite on the highest level um, in the NBA, which is the finals, obviously. So I don't like comparing it, but I understand why people would say stuff like that. 
So I mean, I totally get where you both are coming from. I'm still going to kind of stick my statement over there. And the reason that I believe that is, so don't get me wrong. Again, I will reiterate this again. Kevin Durant is the best player in the league. I love him. I, I've stuck by him. And you guys know I'm an OKC Thunder fan. I had it the hard way, you know, him leaving Golden State. It was tough in that first season, but I'm not going to lie. After he won that ring, it really hit me. I'm like, you know what? I'm happy for him. At the end of the day, he is a champion. Like Yash said, a ring is a ring. But on, on, like on a similar note, though, it still is like, it also made me think about LeBron's rings, though. Other than that Cavalier ring where he came down 3-1, like this championship that Giannis has won, like I'm just trying to put everything into perspective, guys. Like he's 26. He's won two MVPs. He's just signed. There were so many questions around his future, what he's going to do. And he's stuck in Milwaukee. He gutted it out. Beat Kevin Durant in the playoffs, by the way, too. I understand that Nets team wasn't healthy, but it was a seven-game series. It was hard fought. And on top of that, too, getting that hyper-extended knee, there was questions if he would even play in the first game, maybe the first two games of the finals. And to come out there and do what he did, that, like, I like just putting everything into perspective, it almost looked at at times – in some games when they lost or when it was close, it was almost like, hey, is Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday a liability down the stretch? You know, and I'm, I'm not going to discredit those guys either. They were phenomenal in this series. They showed up and showed out when they needed to. But there were times in game five when they stole that game in, in Phoenix. Down the stretch, Drew Holiday was not great offensively. If we remember, he was great defensively. He came up with that game when he said, but he missed a couple of shots down the stretch. Chris Middleton as well, other than those two late threes in the first half, again, he was a no-show, nine points. So the magnitude of what Giannis did for this team, and of course, in that final game, 50 points, just shows that I'm, I'm not going to say he... He was... He, again, I'm not going to discredit KD's ring. I know I'm beating around the bush over here, but... He did more for the Bucks than KD did for the Warriors, if that makes sense. Like, like if KD needed to take a step back, he could have afforded to do that. If Giannis took a step back, I don't believe that this, the Bucks would even be champions right now, and we could at least see a Game 7 or the Suns in 6. Yeah, I think if we're talking about who is more valuable to their team, of course, it's Giannis, and it isn't even a close question, of course. When you have Steph, Clay, Draymond on a team, you take either of those pieces out, and you're still an amazing team. And I, I think no matter who you are, even Kevin Durant himself couldn't debate that question. But the ring itself, a ring is a ring, and I want to give credit to Kevin Durant, but today is Giannis's day and the Bucks' day. It's their championship. They are the NBA champions. Giannis is officially now a finals MVP. And speaking of that, like, where do you guys see him ranking all time now? He's a Hall of Famer, like we just talked about. He's He has all these accolades that Rohan listed earlier. Where do you see him among the game's greatest players? Uh, well, I can, I, be, I believe by now with this championship and a finals MVP, you can make a case that he's easy, like a top seven, top five uh, forward of all time. You know, like, like you know, this these all these accolades like two MVPs before the age of 26 is like not something we see often he did a back back years and also won defensive player of the year that same year which was last year um you know right before the bubble hit uh so I think that you can still make a case that this dude is for sure 
an all-time great, but I think that it's kind of hard for me to put him like above, obviously, Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, Larry Bird, like other fours who are absolutely like legendary. Don't get me wrong. Giannis is a generational player and he's done a lot to have obviously a Hall of Fame. Like you guys, like we've been saying earlier, if he retired right this second, he would be a Hall of Famer instantly. It wouldn't even be close. But I think you can still make a case that he is like a top five to seven forward. Um, I'm not saying small forward, power forward. I'm just saying forward of all time. So you're, so you're going with top five forward all time, but what's your all-time ranking in terms of does he make your top 10 all-time great? Oh, I don't, I don't think he's top, time, top 10 all-time great yet because I feel like people like, uh, you know, Hakeem, Tim Duncan, Shaq, obviously they're still like way ahead of Giannis in this time. And I think if he has another MVP or two or if he gets another ring or two, he can easily be a top 15, top 10 player. But I think because his career is still so young, I don't want to put him ahead of like, you know, people like KD still, because I, I still think that KD legacy-wise is better than Giannis right now. Um, even though he has one less MVP, I just feel like KD as a player has a higher ranking for me. And obviously, you know, Tim Duncan is easily a top 10 player all time. Hakeem, Larry Bird, LeBron, obviously, like these are all forwards. So right. um, as a power forward, small forward, like, cause Giannis is kind of like that hybrid position. I just like to say forward. Um, you can easily put him as like a top 10, top seven forward right now with his resume. Okay, that's fair. Um, honestly, that it's, it's a tough question for me to answer. I'd like to play that like role where I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going against the way we're here on this podcast just because after seeing what Giannis did yesterday, it's still just hitting me. It's, stink, it's sinking in still. But I think um, another thing that me and Yash were just talking about though was like where does he rank in terms of like this generation if that makes sense um because I, i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you guys like i know i'm deteriorating a lot in the topics over here but let's just take michael jordan for instance when the last dance came out that was our like like primary area to say i right, let's see what mj really was because we didn't live in that time now, after watching that documentary, I'm not going to lie to you, I had a lot more appreciation for MJ's game. But when looking at like today's generation, just seeing what Giannis has done, like I, I never watched Hakeem play. I never watched, um, you know, Shaq play for a majority of his career, you know, growing up and stuff. So I, I did watch Tim Duncan, of course, and watching Tim Duncan, I want to say that Tim Duncan and Giannis, in my eyes, they look like two pillars of probably the two greatest power forwards to ever play the game. So I'll stick with that for, forward area. But in terms of all-time ranking, it's tough to put him in top 10, but I wouldn't put it over his head just yet because let's put into mind, he's only 26. He's won two MVPs, a defensive player of the year, most improved player of the year, um, and now finals and a finals MVP. That's, that's a lot of stuff. And like to me, I think that, um, I'm not I'm not trying to put a cap on Giannis, but realistically, let's just say the NBA is healthy and everything goes not as it should, but how we predict it to be. I think that Giannis will ring one more ring in Milwaukee, maybe two more rings in his career. I just don't see two more in Milwaukee. But with that being said, 
I, I think that he has the potential to be in a top 10 all time very, very soon. Like if he wins a ring, another ring in the next five seasons and at least one more defensive player of the year or an MVP conversation, at least, I think that it's, it's not too crazy to put him in top 10 all time. See, like when we do these types of conversations, you also have to remember if there's 10 players in the all-time ranking and you're going to put Giannis in there, who do you take out? So like, as of right now, at least That's kind tough. of a consensus, I would say Jordan, That's LeBron, tough. Kareem are top three, followed by maybe Wilt, Bill Russell, Hakeem, Tim Duncan, Shaq. Then you have the lower tier under that right, with right. Kobe, Big O, Steph, kind of rounding off that 12 to 13 range. I just can't see, even if Giannis wins another ring, I don't see me putting him above any of the players I just named, but he is in that conversation. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Going back to like, you know, doing it the hard way, all this stuff. I think that really plays a role because um, like, let's just take, again, I know I'm relying on the KD situation, maybe even the LeBron situation in this case, when he went to Miami. Now let's just, say Giannis wins two rings three total in Milwaukee doing it the hard way like let's just say they keep this core they add maybe one more guy down the stretch or draft someone great down the stretch now when we look back on championships are we not gonna say but LeBron had blah 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 KD had blah 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 I understand a ring is a ring but but we're gonna have to look at like what it took for them to win the paths that they took to win that ring and who they had on their team. Cause that's why, that's why, that's why I have so much mm -hmm. of, I want to say I give so much credit to guys like Tim Duncan. They kept that core in San Antonio with uh, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. They really built a dynasty, great coaching over there and they figured it out. But like just a counter to the argument, the, greatest players in this game that we consider Jordan had Pippen and Rodman LeBron he was on he was the guy that founded the super teams Kareem people forget Kareem and Magic had what three or four rings together like that Absolutely. might be the greatest duo of all time and people forget Magic and Kareem even played together so while we do remember those things over time I feel that stuff just kind of fades and you see the individual player in his glory I'm not the type of guy that's going to go back and say Michael Jordan wasn't as good because he played with Pippen Jordan is Jordan he'll be one of the greats forever LeBron will be LeBron we don't appreciate him as much as we probably will in 10 years but we will realize that LeBron is as great as he is even if we didn't play with Dwayne Wade even if we didn't play with Kyrie and Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant, you know, that very, very famous interview. He said, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. If he didn't play with Steph, if he didn't play with Clay or Russ or James Harden and Kyrie, we still know who Kevin Durant is. His rings would have been rings. Actually, that's not true. He may or may not have won a ring, but his skill is still there. And I think that if Giannis wins, like you just said, two more rings, then we have a real conversation to put him in above some of these players like Oscar Robertson, Steph Curry. I think you can put him above Steph if he wins two more. It's two MVPs, three rings, they, they equal out. But Giannis' individual skill would probably put him above him. I think, like, it's kind of narrative-based, like we're talking about. Like, obviously, this is, like, super fun to debate about and stuff. But we won't actually know until, I'd say, at least five to ten years down the line when, you know, Giannis is a little bit older. We see how he's fared after this first ring. Has he won any more MVPs? then it's more certain. Obviously, it's fun to debate about it right now. And I think he's still easily, right now, a top 25 NBA player all time, just based off his accolades. 
and this ring. Um, you, you could argue that even before the ring itself, he was a top 30, top 25 NBA player just because of how accomplished he was outside of that. And now with this ring, I think it just pushes him even more. But uh, like Yash said, I think it's super hard to put him, obviously, in the top. I think it's impossible for me right now to say he's a top 10 NBA player just because the level of talent in NBA's history has been so high. Um, and Giannis has done so much, but we need to see more of it. And I'm glad we get to see more of it since he's only 26. Like, this dude could be playing for, like, 10 to 12 more years if he keeps up. I, I, I think at a high level, at least five to seven more years. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun to look at these next few years. Yeah, you know, as much I was as I would love to talk about Giannis's championship, a guy that doesn't have that much time left in the NBA is Chris Paul. And I'm sure Rohan loves that, loves hearing that. Chris Paul did win a ring, so he's not going to retire. But Sadly. like, <laughs> but honestly, um, there, there's, there's a lot. There's, it's a beautiful mystery with Chris Paul. Honestly, um, the thing is that it's almost like teams choke wherever he goes. You know, and it's that's the sad reality of it. I'm not a Chris Paul hater. I respect him. I still he's a little bit dirty here and there as a player, but I, I still respect him. I respect his accolades. He's a future Hall of Famer for sure, but he still needs that one ring. And um, you know, there have been rumors that the Lakers are now chiming into that conversation. Of course, like LeBron James, a good friend of his. Um, do you see Chris Paul leaving? phoenix um and if so where do you think he goes of course the lakers are a legitimate landing spot now the knicks could emerge as a team because you know they always tend to overpay for guys like him um for free agents down the years so what do you guys think i think uh chris paul if he was smart would run it back with the sun's core i feel like that right now with the chemistry that he's built with booker Aiden, you know the other young stars that the suns have i think he's one thing I like about Chris Paul is that he's been a good mentor to every team he's been on. We saw when he went to OKC. Wait, 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 that might, wait. That might have did been just, the first wait, Did he just, time. wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just <laughs> one thing I like about Chris Paul? <laughs> Me and Sean immediately. <laughs> wait, hang on. Okay, it is July 21st. I'm going to remember this very clearly. Mark it down in your calendar, bro. This might be the only time I actually praise him. But All um, right. One was, thing I like about Chris Paul. It's a good what, point. All right, continue, please. He went to OKC. Uh, what was it last season, right? Um, this team was projected to be a lottery team when it first came out. And they ended up being a sixth seed in the West and ended up going to the bubble, competing with the Rockets in that first round of the playoffs. So I feel like he this is the perfect team for him where he can kind of be that mentor. He doesn't need to be the best player, which obviously he's not the best player on the Suns. Anyone who wants to debate that is out of their mind. But um, he can be that guy who can mentor. I Like you said, Sean, there's rumors of him going to the Lakers. But I feel like as much as it would be cool maybe to see for Lakers fans, LeBron, AD, and Chris Paul, I don't know if it's as hyped as it's, it's going to be. Like people would think like, you know, it's just like Kevin Nirvana where Chris Paul is that true point guard that LeBron needs. And maybe that's the missing piece for the Lakers. But I feel for Chris Paul's legacy-wise, if he goes over there and wins a ring with LeBron, AD, I'm not really going to value it as much as him winning a ring with the Suns. Because I feel like you could say that he was that guy. He was like, the main mentor but I feel like with LeBron AD this dude is just like another part of like their big three quote-unquote big three you know I, I don't think that this is going to be uh as hyped as it's going to be if he wins with the Suns so if he was smart for his legacy he would do that but I think uh, you know go ahead uh, what do you my bad I, before Yash just chime in I have a question for you Rohan so 
do you believe, okay, let's just say Chris Paul runs it back with the Suns. Hypothetically, let's just say this team somehow comes back to the finals and they win it. All right. On the contrary, he goes to LA and wins a ring with LeBron and AD. Are you going to discredit him more for doing that? The Lakers path. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to like, see, like okay, what we're now, talking you guys, about. You get what I'm saying, but for the sake that it's Chris Paul, I know that like something you hate on him. You just don't like him. I will respect the fact that you don't like him. I know a lot of people don't like him, but like, do you understand what I'm saying though? Do, like, and be I honest, think, would you would you discredit no, him a bit more? No, that's that's exactly what I was saying earlier. Like, I think it would just to me at least, it would just feel like he's just kind of running to LeBron and AD and be like, yo, like, I'm sorry, I can't do some, can't do this on my own. And you know he's right, bro. Like he cannot do this. Anymore. <laughs> he, like, absolutely, absolutely. No. See, okay. He's don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think that I think that in today's NBA, it is near impossible to win without at least one other star on your team. Like a, a star meaning like the guy averages he can give you twenty a night consistently. You know. So it's, I understand oh, what wait, you're saying. Is twenty a mm-hmm. night the benchmark for a star in today's NBA? Is that really because like, I feel as like a sec- as a second guy, as it's like I'm talking, I'm talking like your first option should be a guy that gives you a really high 20, low 30 type thing and get like like a solid double double in either assists or rebounds should be your number one option in the NBA. Um, your number two, like I'm saying, see, like Chris Middleton, he's giving you like low 30. I'm sorry, my bad, Damn. low 20s, my bad. <laughs> low 20s uh, on average in the postseason he had a nice split where he was giving you high 20s at home and um about mid 20s to low 20s on the road so it, it just depends on how guys even out like let's be real the chris middleton slander was there at an all-time high in the playoffs but also at an all-time low at some points because he showed up like in in a lot of games here and there so the thing is with 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 Chris Paul, like as good as he is, he cannot be the number one option on your team on a championship team. Like, like he was, he might have been the leader of this team, you know, with his quote unquote leadership that I heard about all postseason didn't really work out in the end. But uh Booker was obviously the main scorer for this team. You know, Aiden was the guy who like grabbed the boards. He was kind of like, you know, say you could say the secondary scorer behind that. But I think that Chris Paul cannot be the number one option on your team if you want to win a championship. So I feel like if you went with LeBron AD. Yeah, it would be a really good team, but would I discredit him more for going there? Yes, I definitely would. But I feel like at this point in his career, he kind of needs to maybe like have that kind of star. Um, as of last night, he is the first player in the NBA to ever blow to ever blow four two zero leads in a best of seven series. The only player, not the only team. This dude has lost. Um, I believe what is it? So what is it? Four four yeah four two zero leads in the playoffs um as a player so he lost 3-1 in the rocks in 2015 and 3-2 with the Warriors in 2018 so that's not even counting those two so he's blown a lead in the playoffs six times in his playoff career so I think this has shown like he's just kind of this certified choke artist as I want to say like as good as he is might be in the regular season this dude just doesn't have it in the postseason for whatever reason it is and that's fine like some some guys just aren't built for it like he's built for the moment I would argue that he's not built for the moment We've seen it countless years, year after year, ever since like 2008, when they faced the Spurs. That's when it, this all first started. So, you know, as good as he is, like he can't be the number one option on your team. And that takes a hit on your legacy. All these blown leads is going to take a hit on your legacy. And we, we just got to be honest about that going forward. I think 
Rohan, I think you're pretty wrong because you, you started your statement with if Chris Paul was smart and assuming that he, he said that smart. he said that so many times in the podcast <laughs> I've been wanting to say I'm like what do you mean if he's smart <laughs> are we are we y- under y- the y- assumption that Chris Paul is not very continue smart continue on your rant I'm 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 ready to watch this entertainment right now <laughs> nah so basically Chris Paul we all know he's at the tail end of his career he has maybe one two three max four years left of NBA basketball maybe one or two of quality high level NBA basketball the Suns this season, even he knows it, Devin Booker knows it, were on the easier, the luckier end of injuries. They played teams that were, you know, sometimes missing their better or best players. So they definitely had an easier run compared to other teams to the finals. He knows that if they run it back with the exact same squad, with the Clippers being healthy, the Lakers being healthy, the Warriors being healthy, the Mavericks and Luka getting older, the Western Conference is just stacked like it is every single year. The chances of the Suns having a repeat of what they did this year and then actually completing the job, the the chances of that just seem so slim that if Chris Paul wants to end his career with a ring, which I know he does, of course he does, he's he's an all-time great and a ring on his career would just add to that resume, going to the Lakers would be probably the smartest move from a career perspective. And I get it, we were just talking about KD's rings and if they're valuable or not, but We were just talking about the last dance as well. If you guys remember, John Paxson had this line that's always stuck with me. When he entered the NBA, he said, I figured out my role in the NBA very quickly. I was a role player and there's no shame in being a role player. There's no shame in not being the guy who leads you to a championship. Chris Paul's not that guy, but there's no problem in that. Not everyone can be that guy. Klay Thompson is one of the greatest number two off um, um, options. Scottie Pippen is one of the greatest number two options. We don't consider them bad players for not leading their teams to the championship just because they weren't the best option. If Chris Paul is able to have, quote unquote, that leadership ability, the ball handling ability, hit that mid-range when it matters, and then have LeBron and AD on the side to win a ring and complete his career, honestly, as much as I don't like Chris Paul, that would be a great wrap on his career and i think if he really wanted to end it in like that on a high note that's probably what he would do see the thing is yash i totally agree with your point there i was for what i was saying is that legacy wise if he wanted to be you know because i feel like the way people portray chris paul is as is it's like top five point guard of all time i don't think he's top five all time i think you could put him in the top 10 category just based off of the stats but i feel like people are pushing this narrative that he is that guy so that's what i'm saying like I believe, and the stats show, like all these leads show that he's blown in like his entire career, team after team, he isn't that kind of guy. You know, he's not the guy who's going to like make that game when he shot for you. He usually disappears. And then he actually, the, the good thing about last night's game was that he wasn't the reason that they lost. I'll say that. But I'm saying career wise, he's not been that guy. So I believe that if he wants a ring, he should go to the Lakers. But legacy wise, if he wants more people to respect him, he should stay with the Suns because I feel like people would be like, you know, he stuck it out. He's actually trying to lead this young team to the core. They were this close, but that might not happen if he's I, on the Suns, which I, I agree. agree with you I there. But feel, wait, before yeah. Chris Paul's personality, like what we've seen in the NBA for the past 10 years, he's the leader of the players association. He doesn't, for lack of a better word, he doesn't give a shit about what people think. He's I was always about to been say that, that exactly. kind of like asshole on the court. He's always exactly. had dirty plays. Chris Paul is so secure in who he is. He doesn't care what the public thinks of him. He has a great family. He has friends in very well places. He's best friends with LeBron for crying out loud. So, and he has money. He has basically everything he's ever wanted in his life 
besides the ring. So the I think ring. if he can get a ring with one of his best friends, and as you just said, he's not the guy who to hit the game-winning shot, but you know who is? LeBron James is. So it, it really does work out. And I think, I, I know you hate Chris Paul, you don't want him to win that ring, but if, if I'm Chris Paul and I want to win that ring, Lakers are the best place to do it for me. Right. Yeah, certainly. I think that it's, it's not even close. Like it just comes to a point when he knows where he is in his career and he knows that this it's, he's on the latter end of it. We know that like we can count on one hand, how many, how many years he has left in the NBA. So with that being said, it just comes down to, Hey, I need a ring. Where should I go? I will go to the extent of saying that even if Chris Paul goes to the Lakers, I don't believe that they will be favorites in the West because just how jam packed it is like the Warriors are getting healthy, but I don't want to undermine the Suns. You know, if Chris Paul leaves, like he's just pissed off the whole team and the, the Suns, they got a great role players. And we know Deandre Aiden and Devin Booker are going to be the heart and soul of that team for years and years to come. One thing that I really loved about the Suns loss in a weird way was um, Devin Booker, and I think, I think he said this to DeAndre Ayton. He said, this is just the beginning, you know, right after the loss. I think that's the mentality that this team needs to have. Chris Paul, I don't believe that he is part of that mentality. And the reason that I believe that is because he, he's so much more older. Um, like Rohan said, he's going to go to a team and he's going to be a veteran presence. He's not going to be, you know, option 1A maybe, or just option one in general. But the thing is that, this team is looking at it like CP3 isn't here for the long haul. We got a lot of basketball left in all of us, and there's there's a lot of you know groundwork left to do. So I think this offseason, sorry, my bad. But this offseason for the Suns is going to be very important because I think that free agents will be attracted to come to Phoenix and that they would not be opposed to adding a guard here and there, like someone like Reggie Jackson or Lonzo Ball, like Yasha spitballing that earlier too. So it's, it's names like that can be very, you know, enticing to me. Younger options, they don't need to be, again, option 1A, 1B, because they have Aiton and Booker. Right. I think for the Lakers, Chris Paul would be a really good fit. I think what LeBron has been missing these last couple of years, especially last year, was that a true point guard. Um, you know, he had Rondo in the bubble, and that worked out because of playoff Rondo. But then Rondo left right after they won that championship. And LeBron actually had a lot of the ball handling duties uh, throughout the season. And I feel like as like a 30, what is he, 36 now in his year 19, I think that that's going to take a It'd toll. both be 37 if they played on the Lakers next okay. year. Together. Yeah, so I think that it's just kind of a toll on LeBron for him to have the ball handling duties and also be like a huge defensive presence on the other side. You know, age is kind of catching up to him as we saw this year. I don't – I honestly – um, it's like a hot take, but I feel like he, you can make an argument that LeBron is not a top five player in the NBA right now. Um, with his age, whatever it is, like he's had those accolades in the past. You know, he's an elite talent, but is he slowing down? We kind of saw that this year, uh, especially as he broke down with that ankle uh, in mid-March. You know, that I feel like after that, he was just never the same. This Lakers team never was the same. So Chris Paul on the Lakers would be a good option for the Lakers itself because they kind of need that true point guard they've been missing these last couple of years. I agree that ball handling that LeBron's been doing a lot of recently, he can continue doing it or Chris Paul does relieve him a lot of that. And he can also do it when LeBron's on the bench. But something I would be worried about if Chris Paul went to the Lakers is their shooting. 
LeBron is getting better at shooting, but I would not consider LeBron a shooter shooter by any means. Chris Paul isn't a shooter shooter. Anthony Davis isn't a shooter. And they do have wings who are like, you know, Kyle Kuzma, KCP. I, I'm not going to consider them one of the better shooters in the league. If I need, if I'm down three, who do I give the ball to besides LeBron James? I don't have many options. So I think Chris Paul doesn't solve those problems that the Lakers have needed. And their biggest flaw this postseason was the lack of outside shooting. So if I'm the Lakers and I'm doing that Chris Paul deal, I need to make sure I'm getting shooters on the side. So it may be anyone else in the league. We, you need to fix that problem if you're trying to get Chris Paul on the team. And only then do you have a realistic chance at a championship. And also something I do want to make clear is that Chris Paul going to Lakers does not make the Lakers like an overwhelming super team. It makes them a championship contender, but I still don't think it's like the Nets. So like, oh, the Lakers are winning and it's a done deal. They don't have cap space, bro. That's the thing. Like they barely even have like any assets um, going forward. And plus they want to sign Chris Paul, like it would be a pretty big deal. So either Chris Paul would have to take a discount um, or they would just have to go another way. I don't think that they have the cap space if he wants the bag and a championship. Like he needs to choose. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think like, yeah, sorry, you go ahead. I think he would pick the championship. If I'm Chris Paul, he's made enough yeah. money. If it was up to him, at least, he would probably pick the ring. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the flip side of it is that if he's going for the money and the ring it might make sense to stay in phoenix because they can kind of pay him but he still has a thought like it's possible i could win a championship maybe um but of course yeah if you're chasing the ring you got to make a sacrifice somewhere you know um and i think that's that's going to be in the paycheck if he goes to lakers then on the contrary it's it's you know as much as he doesn't care like josh was saying what if he just doesn't care and he's like let me just cash out and go to the Knicks. You know, what if I, I, I honestly, as an NBA player and as in a competitive nature like that, I don't believe that it's in anyone's best interest to say, yeah, I don't care about winning a ring, you know, um, especially where he is in his career. So um, it would surprise me if he goes and chooses a hefty contract elsewhere where we know is just not a contender, especially in the, you know, but I think the Eastern Conference is finally getting to a level where we can say it's just as competitive as the West has been for so many years. You know, you got so many teams over there. Of course, you know, the Nets when they're healthy, can't discount the Bucks, of course now um, or ever, as long as the honest is healthy, you can't ever discount them. Um, and then of course the Hawks, depending on what they do, they have a huge off season coming up. So there's, there's a lot of moving parts in free agency in the off season coming up. Just something about Chris Paul that I don't think we touched upon is he's, at the tail end of his career. So how do you think his contract situation is going to look like? Do you think teams are going to be offering a one-year big contract or maybe a three, four-year longer-term deal that he would prefer, but it's a lot riskier for the team because you don't know how a 39-year-old, 40-year-old Chris Paul is going to be performing? I think someone like the Lakers um, under LeBron's influence would be willing to give him like a three-year, 90-mil deal. Like, honestly, I could see Chris Paul getting that kind of money just because, you know, He's led the team, Suns to this championship, like they say. And, you know, he's proven, like, he's not washed up, obviously, right? And LeBron is also his best friend, like Josh said. So LeBron will be, if LeBron really wants Chris Paul on the Lakers, he's going to push management to get that contract, whatever it is. So I would not be surprised at all if the Lakers somehow can get him for, like, around three years, $90 million. But cap space is a huge issue for the Lakers right now. And they don't have many assets to like you know to give up for in the future, so it can't even be like a sign and trade process. 
I will guarantee you that Chris Paul is not going to sign more than a two-year deal anywhere. And like, I'll actually go to the extent of saying it's going to, it's going to be a two-year deal and something like he'll have a player option in that second season. So um, I, I honestly don't see him staying anywhere like long term like that. Um, it would, it would be kind of surprising. So, um, you know, other than that, of course, you know, the NBA draft is coming up as well. Um, a lot of stuff over there, but that's all we got for you guys today. Um, you know, down the stretch, I think that we're going to probably see Kate Cunningham go first overall. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of moving parts again. Like I was saying, like, you know, the Warriors can make a huge trade. Um, they have a lot of draft capital. Um, of course, the Rockets are looking to move up. So there's a lot of things coming up over there. So any closing thoughts from you guys? Do you mean about the draft or the season? Anything. If you want to say something about Giannis too. You know, people love the season, but this is what, like the day after the championship, we have the parade mm-hmm. tomorrow, free agency, the draft coming up. NBA fans are sad that basketball's over, but this is honestly another completely different, exciting part of the NBA. So you should be hyped. It's going to be a fun draft class, fun free agency. Yeah, I'm glad that we got to see kind of a unique type of playoffs this year. I feel like we didn't have those typical stars that we saw in the finals, like Steph, LeBron, KD. So that was kind of like refreshing to see as a fan, like a neutral fan of not the Suns or the Bucks. Uh, but going forward, it's going to be hopefully there's less injuries. Obviously, next season, we don't want to see like people, players going down hurt a lot. But draft season is going to be very interesting. I think we're, obviously we're going to have another pod coming up for that sometime this week before the draft. And free agency is going to be fun as well. I, I feel like some big moves, some big name like Kawhi, Chris Paul, obviously, like we can see moving to a different team. So that's going to be interesting going forward. Before we Absolutely. wrap it up, before mm-hmm. we wrap it up, both of you, give me your favorite moment from the 2020-2021 NBA season Ooh. on the spot. NBA season? Oh, man. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. The it can't first be yesterday's game, got, though. It, it's not, <laughs> but the first player I thought about, I will tell you, is Kevin Durant. Like, Kevin Durant's return. Um, and just, just in general, I, I'm, I'm going to say it has to be either game five, I think it was against the Bucks when he went like 49, 17, 13, something like that stat line absurd game from him either that or like even just watching game seven with the nets and the bucks i think that that's that's that was like one of that really pivotal moment for me yeah i think for me it's more of like a movement just like emergence of new stars like trey young Giannis. but if i were to really be biased i would obviously say like, staff he's gonna say staff that's 62 points <laughs> damn he stole mine <laughs> and I, yeah i think like just steph being like you know shutting down the haters like after coming off that hand uh, hand injury like yeah, I'm still like that. So I'm, I'm I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take it a notch up and I'll even say like Dame's game against the Nuggets in the playoffs. That Damn, was pretty crazy. Y'all really crazy stole too. both of mine. I was about to say Dame's. Oh, game you were gonna say oh, my bad, my bad. Against the Nuggets. And he stole my 62 point piece. So all right. Well, you have to still give us one. If what's your third? Okay. Like now me, you gotta I, think. I, I had a I had a plan and then I had a backup, and my backup got taken too. <laughs> <laughs> I let's think I, I would honestly say the playing game I think the playing game was such okay. a success the Lakers and the Warriors and we got another installation of LeBron versus Steph which is you know legendary as always hopefully what we saw this year means the playing is here to stay forever we know it's in next year but hopefully Adam Silver realizes 
it's it's a great idea for the league. It gives the yeah. lower seeds some incentive to do at least something in the playoffs. Yep, and of course, you know, they are returning with that format next season. So, you know, that's going to be great. It's an amazing season that we had. Um, a long off season ahead, I know. NFL coming up to around the corner. So, you know, everything's going to get wrapped up sooner than later. But that's all that we got for you guys today. Stay tuned for more at the Fanalist Stuff Pod.